you know, the best, she was so funny because she had all these great opinions like you. She would just say exactly like, like what she thought. And like one of her things was just like, people don't even make original podcasts. They're just copycatting like somebody. They're just, and you hear it so obviously. Like I had an encounter with a guy yeah. where I wanted to be like, hey, let's, let's talk about our podcast. And like, I totally had him pegged. And I was like, yeah, so you obviously like these shows and these shows because his shows were pretty much just copies of them. And this was in real <laughs> right. life, not even online, like what you're talking about. Yeah. And he was still sort of in denial. So it's it's not even an effect of the Internet. You know what I mean? Where you get that with certain stuff. Yeah. Where people think you see people's Instagram pages and it's like that is just exactly some other Instagram stars page. Yeah, exactly. I think, like we're, yeah, we're all just copying everyone. Like, all TV shows are copying, you know, some great TV show that did it first. All great musicians are trying to emulate, you know, what John Lennon did or whatever. But there's that. There's that and being like, oh, this person influences me. And then the young artist sort of just copies it. Like, when I was, like, 18 or 16, you pretty much are doing your version of somebody else's thing. And you're trying to be original. I think I've always been more original than most artists. But you still see, like... Their, their, your, like your influence is affecting you. I feel like with podcasts, they never break away because they just give away. So there's just all these crap podcasts that are just literal copies of other shows. Yeah, you're right. And they're not really doing anything. No, you're right. Which in the movie we had the benefit of like seeing a lot of great podcasts that weren't that, which is what's cool about it. Um, That like they, we mostly had podcasts that were pretty original. Like even we have a true crime show. And I actually thought she was too original for her own good. She was doing, like, actual investigation. And she managed to get, like, the ending of that story was that she managed to get permission from, like, the family to do the podcast. Oh, yeah, yeah. But she was, like, really original. She was, like, digging up shit. You see other crime podcasts, and it's just like, you're almost just doing what other shows have done on the sa- even the same case. You're almost just parroting the same things they've said. Yeah. It's, it's nuts i get a lot of complaints because because we like to solve murders on this podcast too but we do it in a very like oh we've got nothing to talk about let's just solve a murder kind of way well give me a murder i'll solve it right now okay uh, what, what, a famous murder should we okay um we, we've been meaning to talk about john benet on the podcast for a long time that what that was obviously richard nixon done Easy. it could have been next could have been could it yeah but next here we go you see you're not getting it done quick enough oh n- yeah I'm maybe you're right yeah, maybe we'll just do Is some that, quick... That's it. Maybe we'll just do some quick fire. Who killed JFK? Uh, that was also Nixon. Yeah, it would. <laughs> that could have actually been. That's not that implausible, right? Who else wanted him dead? I watched the Jesse Ventura uh, conspiracy theories uh, documentary about the JFK shooting, and he said that it was a team of Nixon, uh, Johnson, George Bush... <laughs> And just basically every bad guy president that ever lived. That would be rad. Yeah, because they were all in the it's CIA a, they, together, I think. Oh, really? Interesting. Mm. Well, they did really. They did some crack up work back back in the day, so it definitely was them. Oh yeah. Maybe I should. Maybe the CIA I sh- is better than ever. Maybe I should introduce you before. Well, because, well yeah. Uh, well, people know me now as the man who solved all the murders. That's true. Yeah. So, so with me today, a man who goes by many names. Uh, yeah. You know. Sherlock, mm-hmm. uh, Big Lil Weasel, you are on on, yeah, on Twitter. Twitter. Does that mean anything? Yeah, my company, my production company that makes all my movies is named uh, after, I don't like the word um, parent. People are like, oh, and your daddy's going to pick you up now. And they're talking to a dog. And I also right. don't like owner. 
Um, so I go with it very sweetly. He's a my pet is a ferret, and so I call him Little Weasel, and I am Big Weasel. And if you look oh, at my that's nice. icon for my, it's cute, right? If you look yeah. at the icon for my production company, it is in fact me. Uh, it's a it's a drawing of a real photo where he will just lay on my head. Um, so you can kind of take a look at, at that as a thing. Cause oh, it is, is it? Weird I've never noticed that. You got to take a look at these things. So this is Mike Fallock, everyone. Mike Fallock. Huge uh, applause. The last time you were on the podcast, you were a stranger. But now I, I like to think of us as, as pals. Pals, yeah. Yeah, not, not... Well, that's another thing if we're talking about stupidness in podcasts. Yeah. You know, friend. <laughs> yeah. Y- you know, I think... We are colleagues. That's why I try and treat people, and that's why these things come out well when I go on stuff. Is because I'm like, you are. We're working together to make something good. Yeah. Well, it was like these are my. These I are- know what you mean, but also when I meet people who do podcasts, I always think to myself like, this guy probably you know has a professional studio and a and a someone who edits it for it. Like it's just me here, pressing on. On the mic, so I just always. Well, I think uh, yeah. again, like with that whole thing of professional studio and podcast. Well, we were talking about for the for the listener audience at the audience listener listener audience at home. Mm. We were talking about a, a documentary I just finished called I Podcast Two, which is mm. about small podcasters. Yeah, they are, but they are so unprofessional. Is the thing is that a lot of times they want they, they the people with a nice studio don't really know why it's a nice studio. I mean, computer microphones is the biggest one that we didn't get into in the documentary. We had planned and shot a little bit of stuff about this. But you see people buy computer microphones, USB microphones, um, expensive ones, yeah. which is an idiotic move because if you don't have the software to use that expensive mm. microphone, like if you if you plug it into the computer, there's a lot of things you can do with that mic. But then you see people, it's, it's, I equated in the movie, this got cut to the person who buys all this sh- for biking. You see it with cyclists, as, as you would call mm. it in your country. You know, people that want to be, um, Lance Armstrong. They, yes, yeah, yeah, that's the technical, I know that's what the U.S. Olympics calls it. That's right. They're, they're com- <laughs> um, and they buy all this sh- and they don't buy all this because sh- they're the fastest or the most in shape. They just like buying the sh- Yeah. And so sometimes it's the reverse. You know, I know what the equipment does. So like right now, my studio is a closet, which I've lined with an old, as you would call it, duvet. That's, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And even now... That's what you're using as your soundproofing, is it? Yeah, because you really just right. need it behind it. And like, actually, my door is open, so you might be able to see here like trucks and stuff. But I think that adds a natural timbre of Boston to, to, the, to oh, this yeah. new... To New England over to England, and it kind of gives a, a nice little transition. And also, I left the door open when we started recording, and I'm far too lazy to like lean back. That's okay. It's, it's, I'm not doing it. <laughs> well, yes, we are in England. Last time we spoke, uh, I was in Wales. Now I'm in England, and uh, my mm-hmm. housemate just, my new housemate just smashed a glass, and he's hoovering it in the background. So if you hear any noise, that's uh, my housemate clearing up his mess. Hoovering. We don't say that one either. What do you say? Vacuuming. Vacuuming. Yeah. Doesn't vacuuming sound a bit? Uh, I don't know. A bit. A bit of a mouthful. Medical. Like I get vacuum. I. But vacuuming mm-hmm. is a bit. You know. <laughs> That's what we would say. No, uh, I think you guys should change. Pr- particularly, it. you would say they were vacuuming it up. Vacuuming it so up. Like he, he, I don't like. Yeah. I don't like that. I think hoovering kind of rolls off the tongue. I, look, I agree with you, and I have a, a message out there to some Americans, because as you know, I like talking to, to British people, and I like people from the UK, when it sh- sh- shouldn't call you British. Yeah. Um, no, I'll uh, let it slide. Okay, for now. Mm. 
A lot of Americans, they start talking to people from the UK and they start to change their, like, people don't like that, Americans. Just talk American. It's, it, even though hoovering does sound better, if I said hoovering, people would know it wasn't the right way. Yeah. Sound, there's just certain words we're never going to, chance would be a fine thing. I we, suppose, uh, you, yeah. That made, that sounded like shit coming out of my mouth. I liked it. You sure? Well, and uh, you know, as much as I like any of the words coming out of your mouth. <laughs> you know, they're all just words. I have to I have to admit, your podcast in terms of re-listening has been on my list, not because I don't like keeping up with it, but because I uh, have been watching The Great British Bake Off ah. and I'm and I Paul Hollywood yeah. of Northern Fame. It's a very he has I'm you're not you're he, you're both very subtle subtly northern and subtly Welsh sounding. I'm trying to find someone who's very Welsh sounding so I yeah, can Yeah, that's get not the, me. The accent. I'm often accused yeah, of sounding American. Well, I'm here to defend you now. Don't Thank how you. dare you people call him American. Every every uh <laughs> date I go cuz I'm trying to get into the dating scene in London here now. Every date I go on the girls like, "Oh, so when did you arrive?" <laughs> and I'm like, well, you, um, you mean on the train from up <laughs> from up north? You know, like a week or so ago. Yeah. Yeah. So it doesn't go well. You don't sound that American. Well, I just feel like immediately it means that I come across as disingenuous, like I'm a like I'm an actor or something. Mm. You know? I don't. Should I don't you bring think a clip of well. me coming and like and like saying like this is no, this is what an American accent sounds like. Yeah, maybe. But then if you, yeah. I feel like that could hurt my case as well. Let's record if I, something to play for them. What should I say to your dates? Uh, to, to sound so like that an, they know. Yeah, what's um, what's a uh, what's like a? Well, say say like a very British thing, right? And say it in an American. Right, and say it in American accent, so you can see. Of course, no. Yeah. Okay. How about in this country, we would say. Are you staying for dinner? And God forbid you'd say, are you staying for supper? Which um, we're, we're trying to get rid of those people in this country. Supper. We have failed. When, when is um, supper in your yeah. country? Uh, who knows? It's something people f***ing say. I have no idea. When. It's supposed to be dinner and sometimes it's not. I don't know. They only, the only people I really want to hear say it is John Wayne, who's always like, you're saying for, we're going to have supper before we shoot the Duke boys. So Right, yes. Yeah, supper is a very cowboy kind of thing, isn't it? Yeah, and that's when it's nice to hear. But there's still people that do say it, and it's quite frankly disgusting. Yeah. But you would say in your it's country... It's nice to listen to cowboys. It's nice listening to cowboys. But you would say in your country, are you staying for tea? That's right, We yeah. would never say that. So, yeah. I uh, let's... Are you staying for tea? So you say that, and then I'll say it in comparison. Okay, right, right, right. Uh, are you staying for tea? Uh, are you staying for tea? Which is a dish we don't have here. Yeah, see. And why would I ask you if you're staying over for tea? That should take three minutes to make tea in this country. That's it's right. not a meal here. So, I mean, if my date argues with that, well then, you know, she's not worth my time in the first place. I agree. You deserve someone who can identify the subtleties of your accent. You know? Are you, you are you a single man, Mike? Um, I don't kiss and tell. You know, I don't talk... Well, that's another thing about being on a podcast is, um, mm. like, I try and keep my personal life out of the show. Yeah. Um, Out of any show. And that's because, like, it's my life as opposed to, like... I, I honestly think most podcasting, the thing that I've argued for it is it's uh, social media journaling that most people are not really podcasting at all or making a professional show. They're just kind of putting their journal out there or right, playing right. pretend star. <laughs> right. Yeah. They're yeah. like, I'm a star already. And they're not, you know, 
It takes a lot to be a, a star. No, in this I world. agree with you. But um, I'll tell you why I was asking, Mike, is because I was yes, I was yes. thinking that you were uh, y you do this a lot, where you go on other people's podcasts, don't you? Mm -hmm. And well, I yeah. I was asked to be for a, a lady got in contact with me asking if she could be a guest on the podcast from another podcast, Ooh. and then and she was going to come round here, and I was thinking to myself like. Does she know that this operation is just in my bedroom? <laughs> and it's like Maybe I listen to her podcast and it's all about like how she's looking for a boyfriend oh. and I'm single. And I was thinking to myself, like, is that? And then in the end, it didn't happen, partly because I just felt a bit, I just felt a bit weird about it. Like inviting you this cut lady. It off. You were like, ooh. I just ghosted it a little bit because I was, yeah, I, <laughs> I didn't want the pressure of doing a podcast and then jumping immediately into into, you know... Action? Yeah, Opposite with me. I'm trying to get... I, I, I'm i trying to get all my dates to hear me on podcasts. If Ideally, I could just podcast at them, and that would seduce them. And yeah. then I and then the women that it has worked out with, uh, I'm willing to say that I'm straight, I guess, is a good thing to that I will stay on the air. But that's how careful I am with my information. Okay. So <laughs> women that it have worked out with, that has been the scenario, is that I, pod, I can almost just podcast at them and okay. uh, uh, seduce them. So I so, think that would have worked out for you. You know, people don't always believe this, but like being a performer does get you chicks or dudes. It does. Yeah. It does do it. It yeah. really does. Every because I'm on uh, Hinge. Do you have Hinge in America? It's we a do. Dating app. But I, I thought Hinge was different than how it is now. What is? What do you believe Hinge is? Hinge is. It's like Tinder, except that <laughs> you you like a specific part of a profile like you say like five little paragraphs or whatever and then you mm -hmm. put like five photos up and you like a specific photo with a specific thing in it or you like a specific thing they said so the idea is that it encourages conversation about that specific thing when i first heard about hinge and people don't seem to know this about hinge is what it was was your connect you have to log in through facebook mm. and your connection to that person hinged on someone else. And so when you set ah. up your settings in Hinge, you would log on to Facebook and say, I want people one step away from my friend group, or I want people in my friend group, or I want people five steps away from my friend group. Yeah, so I the want idea a lot was, of steps away. So do I. I don't. I actually don't even want to know my girlfriend. I hope she's no, I just don't a foreign, want... just, just a completely foreign to not yeah. like this I don't want to like know her name. I don't want to look at her, nothing. Yeah. 50 first dates it's a good scenario mm. um, but like so that was the idea was that like I think there was this concern about the Craigslist killers and like online predators and things like that and so the idea was you kind of knew someone and could kind of ask so the idea was it hinged upon your connections uh, I see you didn't really and like if you had a lot of Facebook friends it actually became sort of a useless app because you could if you press like two steps away and you had like let's say a thousand friends then it's like mm. almost pretty much the whole internet <laughs> Yeah, you know, it's like six degrees of Kevin Bacon. It, well, here's what I was gonna say uh, that I use Hinge a lot of the time because I'm I'm looking at these ladies thinking, how the hell am I supposed to know, you know, if any of these ladies would 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 like to fall in love with an old chunk of coal like me? So I use the podcast. I just say, hey, look, here's a podcast. Here's me talking for an hour. If you like it, great. We'll go on a date. If not, that's a good method. Then you know, d d uh, we won't waste our time because I figure. I figure when we go on the when we go on the date, 
it'll pretty much just sound like a pot. You know, it'll be me talking, and then they'll talk, and then I'll say, "Yeah, hey, yeah, here's the thing about coffee." <laughs> Whatever. Uh, uh, I've been watching uh, sparsely through the encouragement of dating uh, the The Bachelor. Have you ever seen that TV show? Dude, I, I, I love The Bachelor. It's my favorite show in the whole world. We I'd have viewing one, parties one every the, Tuesday night. Yeah, really? We really do, yeah, at my behest. So one of the things that I think is interesting about all contestants, all, all of the central persons on The Bachelor, yeah. is that like they do sort of pick up a timbre and like a way of talking and like a way of like being like, I find you, you know, I just think it's so special the way we've been today together. Yeah. And and so like every time there is a genuine moment, they almost do go into podcasting mode as opposed to like being genuine. Yeah. Now, let me flip that to another opinion I had about a girl that I was talking to where I was talking to her and having fun and making jokes and like being a funny person who can be on a podcast for an hour. Right. And then she asked a serious question and I talked about some of my pets that had died. And she was like, I feel like I'm only now getting to know the real you. And I was like, uh. you're a psycho. <laughs> <laughs> because just because yes that's a more intimate moment doesn't really mean that's the real me it means like hey this is a super bummer it's going to be harder for me to joke about it that's a way to live your life if you're always like over emotional like the oc or the bachelor yeah like, but if you just the... talk like that your whole life yeah on the bachelor what, though, you, what life is it on the bachelor if you're mm-hmm. going to get through to the next round, obviously you'll go on the date you'll have the helicopter blah 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 but if you're going to get through to the next round you've got to drop a big sob story and you've got to talk about it as if it's like the most meaningful shit that's ever happened to you. Well, yeah, and this is an American. This I think America did this to TV shows. Yeah, maybe because it's like, uh, what what does that have to do with anything? Or always it has to do with like, a that makes no sense because in the real world that's the reason people don't go on dates, right? Right. They're like, oh, I really don't want to go on a date right now. Like, I just broke up with my ex. He was a scuba diver, and he's dating one of the, sh- the starfish he saw. And so mm. it's like there's always some sob story that's like, I don't want to be on a date. Yeah. And usually if you have a sob story, it's like, oh, I'm I'm okay. Like, I'm good. Maybe you should work that out before we, we get together. But know? also like, I think maybe it's my personality, but I think if a girl drops a sob story on me, mm. then I am immediately a little bit more drawn to her because of like some kind of protective man thing yeah yeah that's a real thing do you, you uh, uh, knight in shining armor hero complex i, th- I think it's sometimes right. called yeah you, you have to save them yeah i feel definitely like i have to save every damsel in distress i come across yeah i'm very old-fashioned mm-hmm. in, in, in what other ways um I like listening to like slow jazz singers where you can barely hear like the music over the crackling. Oh, that's the worst. Low fidelity on stuff is like the worst. <laughs> what else? Let me think what else. Um What do you eat? Do you eat a lot of like anchovies and and like crushed olives? Like what do you really I do eat, eat a lot of anchovies. I eat a lot of porridge for breakfast, which is old fashioned, I guess. But but is it, like, I eat a lot of, I don't call it porridge, which would be gross. I call it oatmeal, which is still not that old, new fashion. Um, But, like, it has, like, flavors and stuff, and it's instant. You can find, I I think the food most often with the word instant is is oatmeal and porridge and things like that. Wheat. Well, mine has no flavor. I just like, it's just a big tub of gruel. Don't say it like, oh, it's a tub of gruel. That's gruel. Um... (laughs) Like, don't make it sound more dramatic than it is, or less dramatic almost. That's just gruel. You eat gruel. Yeah, 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 that's right. Gruel. 
I, tr- I try and live my, I try and live my life like a, like an old man would would live it. I agree with that. People all should of my get jumpers are, are like old man's jumpers that the old men have died in and then their relatives have put on eBay and then I bu- I buy them. We don't say Every jumper either. In our country jumper is something is like a terrible overall a girl wears. Uh, you would say sweater. Now what what yeah, kind of sweatshirt. sense does that make? Nothing. You're not supposed to sweat in them. No. No. No, it makes no sense. If, if it was a hot day, you would never wear a jumper. If you were working out, you would never wear a jumper. I disagree. That is what I wear to work out. <laughs> a jumper? Yeah, so oh, I sweat you're, more. You're, you're talking about like a, like a, like a, I know what you're talking about. Not like That's a woolly not a jump. jumper. No, not a, oh, so you don't even have another word, what we would call sweatshirts and sweaters. No. Do you have, what would you, you, you just, you just use jumper. Yeah, I don't know what a sweatshirt is. That's like what people work out in. Like if you see a boxer before a match yeah, or, or the, UFC. Yeah, that like Ohio U yeah. with his alma mater on the front. Mm-hmm, yes, yes, there you go. Well, that's a bit of a, because people do actually have those with sweaters too. So it's a bit, Jesus, uh, two nations divided, right? Come on, I have no, I honestly don't even know what you're talking about We sometimes. really didn't have to divide like this. Oh, man. So can you coach me on the Welsh voice? How to sound more Welsh, you mean? Yeah. I think uh, because it's tough because it, 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 it sounds silly. You know, I think you're referring to South Wales as like the most Welsh sounding, like mm. people who would say like... Which is close to Scottish almost. It's like a Scottish-Irish hybrid, which is where my problem comes in. Yeah, something... Is yeah, that- it is more Celtic, more, val- more like hills-ish. The Great British you know, Bake like Off the, example I give is is you overproved it, which is me. That's me doing. That's Scottish, because I, I can't. Oh, that's Scottish. Okay. I can't get. Yeah. I can't get that close to it. You've overproved it. Yeah. That's that's. Ugh. Yeah, my niece and nephew have a, a strong Welsh accent, so I I do hear quite a lot of it. It's interesting because it's not a. It, it's just a very silly voice. Like a lot of time, I hear accents. I think, okay, that makes sense. And then other times I listen to like Australians. I'm like, what? Like, what are you guys doing? <laughs> like, you guys know that we don't speak English like that. Have I shown you my best Australian thing ever? Oh, go ahead. What I like to do is Hugh Jackman very seriously, like on Inside the Actors Studio. Yeah. Talking about how he got to the con- how he like really got in the mindset of Wolverine. So he's he's like, well, you know. For me, I said, how can I understand this this man? You know, I don't have knives on my fingers. You know, <laughs> how how can how can I possibly? So he's a difficult character because you think, okay, what have you played before, Hugh? Um, you've been you've been uh, on Broadway, okay. So I was Pippin, but what would Pippin be like if if he had knives for hands? It's a different story. And so you think, what what does Pippin do? Does he wake up and do and have night? So what I would do is I would. I would frequently put knives in my, sometimes spoons if the kids are around, and I don't want to, you know, I don't want to hurt them. And so I'd I'd say, you know, this is a spoon day. Don't worry, kids. We can go to the park. And so I would go, and I I just try and do everyday things. What's it like being Wolverine? Um, you know, you go and you use a jukebox. Can you use a jukebox? Where are their jukeboxes? Does he like using the jukebox? Can he? And so it's it's that's how you get to know the character. That's really and a really complication got, really that the film didn't didn't explore enough. Him like using <laughs> jukeboxes and like trying to hold a glass well, and that it was, was getting slashed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not enough of that. Beautiful um, impression. I think there were some sexies. 
Thank you. Now, am I, I think to? It is, I think it's actually. Am I to? Am I to uh, believe that he never actually said those words on Inside the Actors Studio? I don't think Hugh Jackman's been on Inside the Actors Studio. Ah, there you go. Then there you go. That was yeah. a completely original invention. So who's Welsh? Anthony Hopkins, right? Anthony Hopkins is Welsh. Do, but, uh, do you know how, how Tom Jones talks? Uh, wait, which Tom Jones? Our Tom Jones? No. The singer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've never you heard know, him speak. Oh, well, he, he has a very Welsh voice. Is he Welsh? Booming. I had no idea. Yeah, he's Welsh. What, the one who did Delilah and It's Not Unusual? Uh-huh, sure. He That's did uh, Sex Bomb. And Thunderbolt and Moonraker, right? <laughs> did he do Thunderbolt and Moonraker? I have no idea. I know he did Thunderbolt. He did a lot of stuff. He gets around. Anyway, uh, uh, other Welsh people, I'm struggling to think. We talked about the last time Welsh, I was on the show. On th- um comedian uh what's his name the guy i like from the trip uh oh rob, rob ride yeah that's a very welsh voice it's so it's yeah. because okay yeah it's quaint i can i can i i studied last year doing scottish accents and getting like a very subtle scottish accent and sort of trying to be you and mcgregory and that's that's right. fine and then i learned about like the highland uh, scottish accent as well and i i feel as though i have those down too um okay but and so it would seem that i'm so close to welsh in those things that there's like a few tweaks but it's so subtle that it's I can't do it yeah it's it, 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 I get caught it is kind of a different world like you're 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 not making the same sounds with you it's more of a warmth with Welsh I think I think Scottish is very abrasive really oh I think I like think the, Scottish um, is the best of them all so that's I, even, what, even more of, than American um, or anything like that I think it's the best English well, speaking voice best? best English speaking voice you would want your voice. girlfriend to be Scottish though <laughs> this is where you're wrong. Yeah, no, I would very. I much don't like believe that. you. I don't believe. Uh, well, I think you're a sadomasochist then, because <laughs> Scot- did anyone Scottish say I people, wasn't? <laughs> when I when I think of Scottish people, I think of Sir Alex Ferguson. Do you know who that is? Sir Alex Ferguson. Who in the shit is that? Sir Alex Ferguson is a famous uh, football manager. He's the most famous, celebrated football manager of all time. And he was Scottish, and he was famous for like just absolutely tearing into his players. He he perfected what what became known as the hairdryer treatment. Oh my God! What so is the that? The idea is that it's the idea is that you're shouting in the player's face so much that it feels like a hairdryer in your face. <laughs> and his like face is so red and stuff. But he's really fa- he became really famous for it, and he gave like you know a lot of big players made them feel really small. And That's he ran- brilliant. That's and incredible. Th- the hairdryer treatment. Yeah, and I think to myself, I don't, I don't think it would have worked as well if he wasn't Scottish. I think he needed that bit of ar, ar, in his in his shouting. Yeah, I think underrated Scottish character uh, Leonidas of Three Hundred, who I, uh, I I asked you to watch uh, Three Hundred. That's right. Yes. Did you watch it? I have seen bits of it. Since. Did you like it? Uh, I struggled to. Maybe I should have watched it from the start. I struggled to follow what, what everyone's fighting about and stuff. <laughs> but I gathered, I gathered that there was a big fight going on. Like, one now, team wasn't happy with it's the, the other be- team. As, as, a, as someone from the, 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 the colony, the, the, the Brittany people, yeah. right? The people of the, the Britons, the Britons, whatever it is, yeah. who, 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 who conquered all of us. I can, as I said in the last episode, I consider you and I to be of the same heritage right. even though my family immigrated here i live in america white power um well no not well well my i hesitate to call all of my family white but um 
the 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 point here is that I'm when I, you come to America, you become American, and America is a part of the British thing. Uh-huh. The, the Battle of Thermopylae is pretty important to our whole, to all America and uh, Great Britain and all in Australia. The, oh, the, is the, it? the Roman thing. Oh. You've never heard of the Battle of Thermopylae? I don't think so. I don't think so. See, in so school, when I was in it's school... It's about stopping... Oh, sorry, uh, it's a fight for democracy. No, I don't need to... Uh, t- tell me about you being in school. I, I, I recommend anyone who's in favor of democracy hear about the Battle of Thermopylae because pretty much it was just a fight, a symbolic fight for democracy. It's, mm. it's, uh, and also, Thermopylae and democracy rhyme. So... Mm-hmm. Can't ask for and a more Monopoly. perfect bath. Ooh, yeah. Ooh that's why that, everyone. Yeah, that's why my games of Monopoly get so heated. I treat it like a battle for democracy. <laughs> so in school, you were saying in school. I was going to say in school, in uh, primary school, with elementary school, we Thank we you. only really learned. <laughs> yeah, I'm uh, translating as we go along. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, we only really learned like Welsh battles, and they would have been around twelve hundred that kind of time wow so this would have been so much before that we never learned like yeah we never learned the actually internationally important battles well i don't know that this is internet it's symbolic it's a symbolic the battle of thermopylae is quite symbolic of democracy Mm. um yeah because there was this invader and who won was it the little iron the little iron like from monopoly yeah it was that. It was him. That's who they they called him. That they called him the Little Lion. That would be that would you, you, that would be a nice way of the story coming full circle. <laughs> Is that right at the end? Someone's like here, and yeah. a tiny iron, and a dog, and a hat. Do, 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 are there board games there we don't have? That's my question. Are there board games here? You I mean, don't I have? wouldn't know. How would we? Even do you know? guys? You guys right. have? You call it Clue, right? Yeah. Which is you when it? you solve a murder. Mm-hmm. Right. We call it Clue Doe. Cluedo. Wait, Cluedo? Clu- well, we say Cluedo. Why? Like the planet? No, just Clue with a do at the end. I don't know why. I don't know. I know. Why we I know. What is dough. it? Is it supposed to sound like Pluto, or is, it, is that on the box? Cluedo? Yeah, of course. Yeah, that's what it's marked. No, as. it isn't. Yeah. Cluedo. Yeah, Cluedo. But is there some pun I'm not getting? I don't think so. I don't. I don't really know. Now that you've mentioned, maybe we're in the wrong there. What? what, what? I don't know where it even comes from. Maybe they changed it to Clue here. I have no idea about any of those things. Maybe Cluedo. Cluedo. Maybe they're trying to sound like a an investigator because you know they have like Poirot. Oh, is but it's not spelled Clue Dot, is it? No, no, that's a good point. So then, what the sh- is it? I don't know. I don't know, man. Anyway, Clu- that is my Cluedo. favorite game because I like solving murders, Clu- obviously. Yeah. Yeah, but but Clue is Clue is very much like um. It's it's a game about other people. The yes. game changes depending on who you play That's with. That's true. Right? That's true. Like you could play a bad game of Clue with a <laughs> person because they're easy to read or whatever. Yes, you could. As opposed to checkers, which is just based yeah. on people's ability to play the game. How uh, how much ability do you have in terms of? Because obviously you're an experienced you know podcast aficionado. How much journalist ex- uh, as well? How good are you in you know day to day interactions? Are you as confident? Because I think of you as like a confident guy. You know, like I turn the mics on and then suddenly, you know, Mike, Mike's off on one of his rants. I'm exactly you the know, same as I am on mic as I am off mic, except for the oh, fact good. that the on mic persona, which is sometimes hard for people to get, is somebody who's here to talk and create content. So right. in real life, I listen a lot more. 
because that's my mm. job. Um, so you should, as a human, you should be listening to people. But I am um, as confident in real life. I do sometimes liken myself to Doctor House in trying to figure people oh, out. Okay. But I will also on ask dates, questions. Who's 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 doing the talking? On dates, who's doing the talking? Yeah, between you and her. Her always who's her. dominating always. the. Always her, because I have a bad tendency to attract. I've called myself the Pied Piper of crazy people, so that they should somehow oh, really? I, I attract. That's them. what R. Kelly called himself as well. You filthy animal. He called himself the Pied Piper of crazy people. Of hip hop, I think. Oh, ew. Yeah. That's gross. Yeah. My point was that the 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 the, the Pied Piper was leading rats out of the village. And so my point was I was the Pied Piper of crazy people that somehow when I go into the dating scene, somehow the crazy, the, the rats, the really insane people find me. Oh. Calling yourself the Pied Piper of hip hop means that like all you do is take rats and is find terrible people and kill children. Yeah. I That's think not really. Well, I think he certainly does the latter. No, I don't yeah, want, and I don't I want to make any accusations about Mr. Kelly. He deserves his day. Uh, no, he pleaded guilty to that one. Which one? The one where he <laughs> in the girl's mouth? We on the girl's face. Yeah, yeah, he did plead guilty to that. Yeah, that one settled was, out of court. I believe that one was kind of hard to uh, to argue with. Anyway, anyway, Chuck Berry too. People forget about that one. Let's ruin. Let's Chuck ruin Barry another do? person that people might like. He peed on someone. Did he? Chuck Berry. Yeah. It was a bit early Pick for that, wasn't it? He was a revolutionary in a lot of ways. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Discovered really a lot of revolutionized and like the that. urinal. Uh, Spade Cooley. Do you remember him? Spade Cooley is that a thing from Great British Bake Off? No, it's a it's an old timey uh, bad guy. Oh, I don't I don't know that one. He was a always because okay. So my point is I don't know who Spade Cooley is. The point is you let the other person talk because because if they're crazy, you got to let them reveal that to you. Right, right. It's like it's like good interrogators will say that. It's like I don't ask any questions. Eventually, the person just says what I want what they want to say. What I'm trying to get out of them. Yeah, but maybe you got to just let them talk. Yeah, but maybe if you let everyone talk, they'll. Uh... If you, you give everyone enough rope, they'll all hang themselves. Well, good, uh, good then, even though the, the analogy's weird. Yeah. All, all I'll say to you is conversationally, I consider conversation to be a bit of more like a sport. Right. And I will introduce to you, as fencing fans will know. I don't know. Do you know a lot about fencing? I know that uh, they used to the do it in some Shakespeare plays. The long pauses are indicating place. no. It <laughs> no, is in that's some Shakespeare plays. Yeah. <laughs> The, the 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 move is called Hamlet a very repose. Who was good at it? Hamlet. Hamlet. Well, Hamlet. Yeah. So that's fencing in terms of like just swordsmanship. But nowadays it's a uh, just just a, a sport itself. Yeah. So jazz. So there is a move, is a move in in, in in fencing called the peri repose. Okay. And I, and I and I I believe philosophically, as I do with many martial arts moves, that it is it is a great conversational technique, that okay. by letting somebody talk. In, in, I'll use the fencing analogy first. Somebody comes at you, they attack. You block and hit them back. You gain right of way, if you know anything about fencing, and then you get the point. It is a very powerful attack and allows the enemy to sort of hang themselves. You use their momentum against them. So in conversation, you can sometimes seem a lot smarter if you let the other person attack, 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 and then it's like, oh, I'm very funny and interesting because Perry repost. There you go. You, I see, you, you I block see. their incoming idea and push it back at them. I like to just go for the headbutt. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But do you Which want is like a crime? I guess. Do you want to seem more intelligent than your date on a date? I feel like I'm always playing dumb. I don't want to seem more intelligent than anyone anywhere. 
Yeah. Inherently, the idea of Hack Thought Podcast is that you could you have to ask questions. It's that thinking you're more intelligent or even seeming more intelligent doesn't really get answers. But you have it to. It just makes people think. But you have to be intellectually challenged, is what you're saying, or conversationally challenged. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In a lot of well, I, I think the person. If, I think you would be very unhappy in life if you find someone that you you, you can't talk to. Yeah, but that's, that's a, like if you're constantly just like uh, this person doesn't get what I'm saying. Yeah, you just spend your whole life explaining. Is that the life you want? Just to, they don't have to be intelligent and read the same shit as you, but like they have to intuit or understand your your tone or things like that. And some people are too dumb, and if you're too dumb, find that person. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a uh, confusing cocktail. You know, there's all these More important for my perception of your relationship though is that you're equally good looking. I do get upset, I will admit this prejudice. If you're much better looking than the person you're dating, I get upset. What you, you mean <laughs> at other me. couples or when you when you go on a date and she's better looking than you, no, you still No, 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 no. I would never date it. I have an odd view of the human body. I find most humans disgusting. So if I'm not actively puking around a person, it's great. They're very attractive and sexy. Okay. What I mean is, if I look at two people and one is clearly more attractive than the other, and they were and they aren't wearing a, a sticker that says like I have this fetish or whatever, and I like this type of person, I I get upset. I want equal. I want everyone to be. And it's not about judging people's bodies. It's about oh, are you equally as good looking as this person? Good, fine. That makes me happy. I see. <laughs> Seriously. Okay, that's a that's a that's a novel. I guess I care about what's more what's in people's hearts. Like if I see a hot girl with a, an unattractive man, I think to myself, okay, this guy, you know, he better be pretty funny. Or well, oh, is that that's interesting? He's got something I going on. I always think if I see a hot girl with, see, you're 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 flipping it the, the way that I don't. If I see a hot person with an unhot person, I usually think the hot person is kind of terrible. And yeah. the the good looking person, I mean the, the less good looking person, because it's not about ugly or, or good looking, it's about equally amounts of good looking. The less good looking person, I'm always like, oh, she must be terrible. She must be a terrible yeah. person that that guy has to put up with or that that girl has to put up with. To be fair, I think you know? more often than not, it's it's your explanation that turns out to be the right one. And the guy is usually very underwhelming. Yeah. Well, 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 not guy or girl, whatever it is. If there's a really hot guy with a really not hot guy and, and I see them together, I'm kind of like, oh, the really hot guy must be like an awful person. And this this not this less hot guy has to put up with it. But isn't it different? Isn't it different? It's not in- necessarily true. It's not right. But it's right. what I think. Isn't it different in homosexual relationships, though? Because there's a different. Uh, I don't. I, I don't think know. there's a different. It, well, well, I'm say this. There's not a difference on. in how I judge people. I'm definitely. I have. No, I have never been in a homosexual relationship, because. But uh, you know, I because I'm just not interested. But I, I, I judge everyone the same, whether it's real or because none of what I'm saying is real. My right. immediate people watching thing of creating a narrative out of people for no reason. Yeah. It's that was always the same for no matter what the the the, the couple is. Oh, okay. Because I just want. Everyone to be the same equal good lookingness. And why? And why haven't? Why haven't you entered into a homosexual relationship, Mike? What's holding you back? Well, you know, it's it's tough because you know when you have a girlfriend, as many straight men will attest to, they're constantly borrowing clothing and leaving clothing there. Right. So if you're both around the same size, I know because I'm not gay. Yeah. <laughs> but but uh, uh, that's that's really the only that's really the and the clothes sharing thing is probably a big downer to it as well. I've always thought get your get your own clothes. In my uh, I've uh, I've have one or two gay friends, 
and I've always told them the, my personal theory that I came up. I invented my own theory about gay people, mm-hmm. and I, I'm going to share it now. It is, okay. in my opinion, and I'm going to assert this as if it's fact when it's not. But okay. that's just that's just how I speak. Uh, it is a scientific fact that it is easier for gay people to get with each other. We would say get with. What would you say? Make out or... Yeah, we would say, we would say, oh, oh, I guess no. Get with would be a, in Britain, we a would higher s- level. In Britain, we would say pull. Like it's easier for gay people right, to does pull. That not, does, that, does pull not imp- imply sex? No, not implicitly. Oh, okay. Get with implies like the highest level of, of getting with okay. someone here. How it's much a subtle is, difference, how, what, but we would say that. How much is hook up? That is the lower levels. Okay, that, let's that say hook anything. up then. Yeah. I believe it's easier for gay people to hook up because when they meet in a bar, they're already at eye level with each other. Whereas if I meet a girl in a bar, for me to make my move, I've got to dive like six feet down, you know, trying to locate her mouth. Because you're quite tall, right? I'm 6'2". Yeah, and that's, most that's of it, rough. Uh, yeah, and usually I'm not attracted to a girl that much. If she's like 5'6", that seems big to me. So if I'm trying to get with a girl, I've got to do like a deep dive. I like can't see her mouth from my starting position, so I have to get halfway down and then try and locate it. It's complicated, <laughs> man. It's a bit like a like a jet fighter. Yeah. Yeah. You got to yeah. figure out your altitudes while you're down yeah. there. At which point, I mean, it's you know, not a bad she's, theory. She's got about ten seconds there for her to change her mind and say no. Whereas the two gay guys have probably already had sex by the time I make my landing on a lady. <laughs> That didn't sound good at all. Nope, sounded real bad. Well, one most of, of this sounded bad, so it's okay. That's one of the worst that, that sentences I've the ever end. said. <laughs> no, it's okay. The whole thing was was great. I mean, it's not a bad theory, like like the 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 eye height thing, because a lot of people. Well, do you find eyes attractive in general? No, I for the most uh, part find maybe. them gross. Um, I'll tell you what I find gross: noses, because I'm I always you know every time I sit down for a date with a lady. I feel like I feel like lady, you're you're thinking. I want to interrupt you for a second. I feel like you're thinking right. that I find one part of the human body gross. There's very oh, I find it all, all gross. Nose yeah, is it definitely. Is you, I think yeah, nose is the gross. grossest. But I think noses are known as a gross thing. Maybe snot hasn't really given them a good name. No, true. You know? Yeah, nothing good ever comes yeah. out of them. Not that unless you can do that nose whistle. But I often on every really on every day I've had so far in London, I found myself mm-hmm. for hours just staring at this girl's nose, thinking, "God, noses are." F- weird like these two big yeah. holes on your on your front of your face and i'm expected to look at you like you're attractive when you've got these two you know big what protruding you know holes what really weirds me face. out about noses yeah go watch like star trek the next generation because there's a lot of characters on that where they change the nose just the nose and it's very, it may, creates a very subtle universe where like someone will just kind of be humanoid but with a different nose and then you look at like the weird nose and you'll be like but is that that much different than our nose? Like, <laughs> yeah, they'll make exactly. some sci-fi nose, you'll be like, yeah, but it's not that much gross or worse. Right. Yeah. I mean, we are a very gross species, I think. Just in general. In general, yeah. we're pretty disgusting. We're... Because yeah. we, we can fantasize all we want. You know, we can look at beautiful Instagrams all day and, uh, like, Google pictures of but. Jake Gyllenhaal's perfectly sculpted body. He's a but, little fella. You, know, you wouldn't be able to hook up with him. He's a yeah. little fella. And, you know, more to my point, he pisses and shits just like the rest of us, you know? He's probably in a oh, room alone in the scoop. dark right now, just to, to, to some... That's gonna be on the cover of Us magazine. They're just like us. 
Yeah, and I think on these dating apps, you like think of these people as perfect because they're like the best representations that, you know, they picked the best five photos of them that have ever been taken. So then you're looking at them like, oh yeah, yeah, that'll be good. And then you get on the date, you're like, holy sh this is like a human who like, s with snot coming out of their nose and yeah, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, I, I often feel that with like when you watch, when you look at like wedding photos, and yeah. you see people very put together and they're on some background and then you're like, yeah, but it's just like, as I, as I recently described humans, it's just a, a stack of lunch meat inside of a suit. <laughs> right. You know, it's like, it's not that appealing. And you like, the more you start to notice their greasy, disgusting chickenness to yeah. their, their bodies, the, the, the suits and the things like that don't really help. I mean, it's, a, it's, it's, it's amazing people are so into it. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. I agree. Because on my, on my wedding day, because I'll be thinking, you know, I'm sure we'll take a lovely photo. But then looking back on the day, I'll be thinking like, well, you know, I'll be sweating. No doubt about it, I'll be, I'll be sweating on my wedding day. I'll be dancing, you know, everyone's looking at me, I've got to make a speech. So I'm going to be sweating. Definitely in your, in your crotch a lot, you'll be nervous yeah. about wedding night exactly. stuff. Yeah, exactly. And then if I stand up and then I start thinking about the wedding night and then, uh, I don't know, I'm expected to make yeah. a baby then, that night, I feel gonna, like. Or do you drink? Do you drink and eat on the day of your wedding? What do you drink and eat? Do you I feel try like you like have to because you don't want to be like that guy who's like, oh, no, I'm married now. I don't drink. So the person that your wife is going to have to have coitus with is yeah. this cake-filled, like beef sirloin-filled, sweaty, nervous thing yeah. wrapped inside of a tuxedo. Yeah. With two holes I always on said his, that about James Bond. His nose with two holes air. in his face. Yeah. <laughs> I, I always said that about James Bond. James Bond has to stink. I mean, nobody runs around that much yeah. and doesn't stink. Yeah, you're right. It's just disgusting. And I feel like half it's, the time, you know, most of our interactions with each other as humans, we are, you know, very imperfect. We are perfect like 1% of the time when we like really doll ourselves up and stuff. But like half the time people are meeting me like with my hair all over the place. Like I haven't sprayed myself with deodorant for like a couple of hours. I probably smell terrible. My glasses are all wonky on my face. you can prepare all you want. You can spend your whole life just trying to be ready for that moment. Like, you always have deodorant with you and you're always shaven and you're always showered. But you're still gonna, you're still gonna be caught off guard. Even if that was your whole life just right. trying to smell good. Exactly. You're still, it's still gonna happen. And I feel like a lot of you people... avoid it. A lot of people do spend their whole lives trying to be pristine. Well, you should. You should. I get annoyed. I'll tell you something about podcasts that I get annoyed about in general, and, and, and I've had arguments on the show about it. Okay. Is there's this misconception nowadays going around about what is natural. Right. Every mammal grooms themselves. Every single mammal on the planet grooms themselves. And there's this thing going on right now that says being natural means being nude and unshaven. Now, there's certain people that feel, you know, oppressed by certain elements of shaving. Right. But you know what? To be honest, like, it applies to both sexes, first of all. Um, but shaving has been around for tens of thousands of years. Yeah. So to say that it's not natural, I mean, we've been shaving more than we've been drinking. We've been shaving more than we've been using indoor toilets. Who's telling you that shaving's shaving. not natural? There's a large contingent of people that believe people Are they shouldn't Amish? shave. No. Oh, the Amish groom themselves. The Amish, the Amish groom themselves in many ways, just not vanity-ish. They don't groom for vanity. They all have the same hairstyle. Um, right. I believe I believe that's part of it. That you can be, they groom themselves, but it can't be different or unique. So so they just believe that it can't be there can't be a sense of self, which is why 
the dolls don't have faces. It's not that a doll with a face would be really a problem. It's that someone would inevitably create sort of an idol in their own image. Or one person would... They actually sort of rightly predicted the Barbie conundrum. This is what I believe from Amish people. You can correct me if I'm wrong. Find me on Twitter, I guess. Um, <laughs> is that it's that someone would relate more to the doll. That the doll... That people would personalize the doll. Right, right. So it's not that, it's, it's not that it looks like someone. It's that it can't look like anyone more than anyone else than, than another person. I see. Oh, that's interesting. So they are in favor of shaving, but there's a large contingent of people that don't want women to shave their legs, and there's people that say we shouldn't cut our hair or wash our hair or shave our beards or things like that. And yeah. Uh, 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 grooming has been a part of human society for many, many, many years. And just to be clear, and you, do, you do want women to shave their legs, right? What I'm saying is that your preference of shaving yeah. should be a reflection of you grooming. It should not be a reflection of of what you believe to be right or wrong. Right. It should be about your preference in grooming your body hair, which is something every single creature does. Okay. You shouldn't you shouldn't be telling people to groom it this way and groom not groom it one way. I think there's a large contingent of naturalists or maybe even people misguidedly trying to correct body shaming right. who don't who want to encourage people not to shave. Every creature grooms. Shaving it by itself has nothing to do with the healthiness or the naturalness of a body. I guess I agree. If, if, I guess if I, marmosets sorry. had razors, they would shave. I guess I agree with uh, a lot of what you said. My only line would be that I'm not in favor of a lot of cosmetic surgery. So, you know, there's grooming and then... Well, I didn't say that they, they, they all do that. No, we, we seem to be one of the few creatures that do that. Yeah. We, impl- we, impl- we uh, do it to other creatures. Specifically, your nation of Great Britain and the United Kingdom That's right. invented a lot of this dog tail cropping and uh, dog ear cropping and things like that. That's uh, right. It was you guys. Yeah, I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to be telling women like, oh yeah, if you if you fancy it, just you know, chop your nose off and then because you know, like we said, you know, noses are weird. Let's all just get used to. The weirdness. Oh, rather, see, why rather, wouldn't you want less noses? Why are you doing trying to get rid of? No, get rid of noses. She's Come still on. gonna. Ha- she's still gonna have a nose, isn't she? I feel she? like we had moved hearts and souls here to get rid of their noses, and they were like <laughs> calling people up to get their plastic surgeon to get rid of the noses, and you just blew it. You're like, oh, well, we're I not hope... telling people to get chop them off. Get yeah, rid of maybe, them. Maybe maybe we right? should have maybe we should have done the public service announcement then, like ten minutes ago, where we said, yeah, if you're unhappy with your nose. As a lot of people are by now, now that we've had 20 minutes of talking about how weird everyone's <laughs> nose is. If you're unhappy with your nose, you know, uh, that's okay. I'm unhappy no, with... No, see, I'm on the opposite side of it. Oh, okay. Get, you think... get rid of everything. As much as you can get your body to look like a snake, go ahead. You I... got the money to look like a snake? Have fun. Look like a snake? Aren't they the... Snakes Whatever are the bad they guys. Want. No, I don't want. I don't want them looking like whatever they want to look like. I want them to look like how they... My problem is, I guess you you groom yourself based on how you feel, right? Like, I shave my uh, legs because I feel like someone who has shaven legs or who should have shaven legs, uh, which is not true. I don't shave my legs, but it's just a famous example. Uh, but, but I don't want to, I don't want to encourage people who look in the mirror and feel like they should look like a completely different, like a, you know, someone who completely alien to what they actually look like. 
But but that's that's the part of this that I think is more subtle that I think you get into when we talk about podcasting and things like that. Well, let's, let's 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 go into that in terms of my criticism. Mm. This whole culture of agreeing with people is so the wrong way to do stuff. And so like if you Excellent point, Mike. If if this conversation is boring if I just agree with you, for example. But let's go another way where it's like the thing that is the easiest to agree with, you'll hear a lot of people who think they're opinionated, they're just parroting somebody else. And so they right. go, Well, you don't have to change your body if you don't want. I would disagree with that as a human, not even as a, a being an advocate of trans people, which we've had trans people on my show. We've had all different sorts of genders and sexes and, and races and things like that. There is something inherent to man. It's himself, the, the idea of the, the humankind, humankind themselves, which says, if you don't like something, no matter how strange or odd, change it, because perhaps that's the key to bettering yourself. Now, if you're sick about it, if you're hurting yourself, don't hurt yourself. Um, that's a different story. But if you don't like something about yourself, I don't like some of this agreeing, this over-agree fest about people's bodies. If you don't like something about yourself, you cannot like it. That's another part of this stupid, you know, uh, encourage telling people what to do with their bodies is like, look, if you don't like yourself, that's a natural part of how one betters themselves. Yeah. If you sit around all day loving yourself, honestly, you'll be a shitty person your whole life. I'm not telling people to go starve themselves and hurt themselves or whatever, but you know what? Don't starve yourself. But guess what? If you are overweight and you don't like yourself being overweight and a doctor has said you're overweight, part of it is going to be eating differently. Right. You, can, you know what I mean? Like if, if you don't like the way your legs are, you should shave them if you like that. That's what I'm saying is don't, I don't like this idea of look, you should look in the mirror and love yourself. Who is that person? Honestly, even the people that say that and they're like, you should look in the mirror and love yourself. It's like, who are you that you look in the mirror all the time and love yourself? Mm. I'd say one out of 25 and I'm a healthy person with a healthy disposition as to their, to their body. Uh, who likes themselves? Right. Like that's a crazy way to live. No, I agree. Yeah, like I agree. it's so weird. Yes. I, I think, um, th this whole idea, I came across it a lot more in America. Where people are saying like, oh, I'm gonna just be myself, or if someone does something wrong, they're like, hey, that you, that's just me. I'm like, oh, what, yeah. what is you? It's like every time they're selfish, they're like, oh yeah, well that's just me, I'm selfish. Well, it's, you know, it's a f***ing choice. <laughs> you don't have to be selfish. You could just f do the washing up. <laughs> yeah, I don't get that one either. That's just that's just who I am. Um, okay, I don't have then who I am as a yeah. person. Like it's 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 mad. It's mutually assured destruction. That's just that's just yeah. nonsense. I feel it's like not even a real no one no one really knows who they are. Like we as a society, I believe, have become so detached from any kind of you know self uh, journey, self important. Like it used to be that humans were on this planet and they had a, a an innate sense of purpose just of you know where they lived. They lived on the sea, so they had to hunt fish or. You know, they lived in the mountains on a farm, so they had to herd. You know, they had uh, things that it w was inherent about them based on the fact that they had been born there and they couldn't move anywhere other than horseback. But nowadays, what are we doing? We're all just wandering around, like, watching TV, basically. Well, like, I, and we're all I don't watching know that, the same that TV. any caveman actually had a sense of purpose. He might have had an illusion of a sense of purpose, which is what I'll say to your first point there. But um, mm. I think that that part of the thing, too, nowadays is you hear people pretending they have a sense of purpose. That's really the right. people that are more annoying. It's like the person who yeah. is exploratory and says, I don't know, is an interesting person. But these people who are like, that's me. You know, I'm a 
I'm a a, a, a banjo Content fan. Creator. That's just who I am. I'm a banjo, uh, you know, as a banjo fan guy. It's like, what does that mean even? I think people claim sense of yeah. purpose sometimes. Uh, man did not survive because he, he had a sense of purpose. He had a sense of I'm going to die if I don't do something. Yeah. And do, <laughs> do you stop. like the banjo? I do actually like the banjo. That was a, that was the great, example I could it? give that didn't alienate people. Yeah. But I do. This like, would be but, a great segue into our banjo segment. Welcome to banjo talk. <laughs> um, isn't it isn't it weird how some of them have half a string? Banjo time with Ben and Mike. That would be a good. You don't, today we're, Yeah, you don't get kids I shows like that anymore. Where it's like a you know, is <laughs> a, a guy and his guitar, and it's just hey kids, you're gonna watch me, you know, strum a guitar slowly. Yeah. Maybe a sock puppet. Like that would, <laughs> Every once in a while. So, oh, I'd be impressed if a guy could sock puppet while playing the banjo. Sock, I, th- I bet I could yeah. watch that for a very or long Or make time. the sock puppet play the banjo, maybe. That would be better. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I guess s- you could do that with clever editing. Yeah, I get what you're saying about the, 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 the you know, sense of self. I've been listening. Do, like, do you like art? I don't want to get too pretentious, but... As a professional artist, I'm, yeah. con- I'm fond of it. You're an art- you're an artist yourself, aren't you? You you make sculptures yeah. and stuff. Yeah, I'm an animator, a stop motion animator, and uh, illustrator and a documentarian. I'd say I'm an artist. I w- I was watching a documentary yesterday about Edward Hopper. Do you know the artist? Yeah, yeah, Edward yeah of Hopper? course. The 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 famously from the Super Mario's uh, movie, Ed Hopper, and of course of the better movie Speed. Okay, sure. Yeah, Are you yeah. talking about Ed Hopper, the actor? Ed Hopper, the painter, I guess he was. Yeah, from, I know, I know, I know. From, from the 18th. Keep, keep going. Are you going to do this with every fucking person I bring up? No, no. You could talk For about two Ed episodes Hopper. now. You think of like some obscure <laughs> croquet player from China with the same name. <laughs> okay, okay. Sorry, sorry, sorry. What? I can't remember what I was going to say. Oh yeah, Ed Hopper. Ed the Hopper. Paint. You watched a documentary about him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And they were talking about like how he captured this, uh, this, uh, how humans felt isolated from their sense of self when machines came in and the train took over the hillsides and the, you know, suddenly he was doing like isolated figures in movie theaters and, you know, very detached from nature and detached from his surroundings and detached from other humans. Do you feel, do you feel like that sometimes? Well, I want to question the idea of any artist saying that like they know how people feel because that I believe that some artists are very good at creating relatability and that sometimes then art critics mm. fall into the trap of like uh, what we would call cold reading in the um, yeah I'm familiar with cold the, reading the skeptics yeah I know you're a big fan of skeptics and and uh, uh, paranormal skeptics and things like that and sure yeah uh, so that is more of a cold reading that he said this thing that you related to, and now it makes it seem like he has some insight right. into to technology. I mean, I do feel very much that way with technology. I never felt that way about Star Wars or Lord of the Rings, you know, Isengard. I didn't really feel that way about the technology that those people were commenting on, that the train came and all of a sudden they felt isolated. I do yeah. I do feel that nowadays, so I now maybe but understand them a little better. I think the fact that his paintings manifested thusly meant that it was true to some extent you know what i mean he was at least seeing something or if he wasn't seeing it he was feeling it right but is that is that necessarily that a universal yeah yeah 
a universal feeling or at the time. Or was it that he felt a feeling and you said, oh, I can relate to that. It's, as I always call it, and I use this example all the time, it's the baby hitting the head. Right, right. You know? Yeah, yeah. Was it really a problem or did this guy point out the problem? And you're like, yes, it hurts so much. Mm. Yes, of course it does hurt. Yeah. It's hard to know. Yeah, right, in those yeah maybe. And it's hard to get a genuine feeling. Yeah, maybe his stuff spoke to, I mean, obviously, you know, most artists aren't painting realism anyway they're, they're you know painting some kind of abstract surrealist thing but uh yeah maybe his paintings do speak to me a little bit more because i i don't know i guess i feel more isolated than i thought i did well i i had this experience recently where you know we have all these problems distributing the films and every time that i put up a film it there's problems with it and every time there's success the technology comes back and the 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 machine, the the Terry Gilliam Brazil sort of bites us back. And so I definitely now feel that more now than ever. Mm. Um, but the irony of all of this, of course, which which I think that Lord of the Rings and even Hopper, and who I'm not as familiar with, just enough to make the joke about the uh, actor, mm-hmm. Dennis Hopper. Um, <laughs> who is a great uh, actor, Dennis Hopper. Really good. Yeah, that was my jokes before, that it was Dennis Hopper I was saying I knew. Um, so uh, I don't know a ton about it, but... There is always a problem in my mind, which is that, which is why I like Brazil a lot better, is that like, um, it's the people. People made the machines. Mm. People did that stuff. So your sense of isolationism is actually the effect of people. It's not the effect of some thing. It's the it's the effect of something somebody did. Yeah, I see what and you're that saying. We like for the most part. But you, then you lose the interaction part of it, don't you? Or the interaction is. Yeah, who wants that? Who wants that? Honestly, who wants that? Well, I mean, uh, outside I don't of the feel- world of entertainment, as examples, who f- wants to talk to people? No, but I don't. I don't. Uh, you know, you're asking me now. I don't. I don't want it. I'm yeah. not. I'm not gonna. You know, run to the door so I can catch the postman tomorrow morning. But um, uh, maybe if. If we lived without machines, then I would be content in that, uh, in those interactions more than I am. Maybe the machines have made it easier for us to shy away from each other. Well, I'll tell you where the isolation I feel is. I don't think that. That's sort of a hack thought that machines have made us farther apart. It hasn't done that. What's, what's, what's actually put us farther apart is the belief of the people that build the machines that the machines are working. And that's been my big thing is that we feel isolated because the machines don't really respond. Oh, this bullshit with the, 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 you call up and then the computer answers and it's like, you can just talk to me. Oh, can I? No, I can't. Oh, hey, how's it going? You can just say stuff to me. Oh, hey, how's it going? I need to speak to somebody about this thing. Did you mean your tires are flat? No. Why? why that's not what happened. <laughs> and so it's like, yeah. you, you, you use apps all the time and things. It took me 30 minutes the other day to get to buy a movie on YouTube. Uh-huh. That's ridiculous. And so those people, it's the belief that people think, oh, everything's working fine. That's what makes us feel isolated, in my opinion. Hmm. Not that we just have machines to do stuff. It's the idea that you wouldn't feel isolated on a train. You wouldn't feel any more isolated on the train than you would if, like, you were just riding a horse through a valley. You'd feel, feel pretty goddamn isolated doing that. I think um, I would, yeah. I worry about my... Uh, I would like to find in London now that I'm in London I would like to find a wife and I wor- I worry that maybe uh, I would fall uh, you know I back in the day they're all writing each other love letters and stuff everyone's in love with everyone whereas these days I worry about my ability to fall in love with a lady who's going to be more attached to her phone than to me she's going to spend more time in her life with her phone than with me she's going to trust her phone therefore more than she trusts me there'll be mm-hmm. that's that certain kind there will be an added element of distance 
in any relationship now in the 21st century, I think. I, I disagree with that mm. because, of course, letters took an ex exorbitantly long time to write in the they era did. you're talking about. Yeah, they did. They spent yeah. much more time with their quills than we do with our phones. And yet their you love know, never uh, died. They just write all the time. They were just writing with their quills. They had to do stuff. Stuff took a long time to do. Yeah. Nobody typed each People would write each other letters and things like that. And of course, it always goes back. It's always the same thing every generation. People wanted to, to, to be with phones. And you, sp as a human, I think that this is why I don't like this whole thing of, oh, you know, we spend so much time with this. You know, uh, uh, the fact is, as a human, our main get, our big thing is tool invention. We right. are one of the creatures that uses tools. As a tool-using creature, you will always spend more time with your tools than you spend with uh, people. Because remember, in the end of the day, your job as a human is not actually to interact with other humans. It's to interact with planet Earth yeah. and to be safe on planet Earth. So at the end of the day, we seem to judge these social interactions against other people. But as a human, you are always spending more time. That person you're talking about who fishes for a living... Yeah. I mean, very few societies until recently fished together or whatever. You're talking about the hunter-gatherer society. There were very yeah. few that went out and were in hunting parties and things like that. And, you know, for the most part, you know, you look when actually when that happens, you see society, it creates a marked difference in society in terms of destructiveness, actually. You see people overkilling mam mammoths. You see overfishing as it's happening now because mm. people aren't hunter-gatherers and things like that. It, for the most part, you would take a stick and go out and, uh, you know, kill stuff, and maybe eat it alone. The idea yeah, that you were bringing the, it back might not in be, the, be a in thing. In the hunting of in the hunting of the the woolly mammoths, the extinction of the woolly mammoths, wasn't that even though you're using a stick to do it, isn't there an added element of kinship with your fellow hunters? Right. What I'm saying is, is the eras where you have humans working together to do that kind of stuff is actually lesser. In my opinion, there's less time when you, you see, because that is so impactful when humans do stuff together, mm. you see a, a marked effect on society. You see factory pollution, you see overfishing, you see hunting mammoths to extinction, you know. When, but that's when, when people, everyone's and, doing, that's when everyone's doing the same thing, right? Right. When everyone's doing it together. Yeah. But for the most part, humans in general, they take a tool, they go out and they make their own way. Uh, mm. they, they, they don't necessarily are, are doing something together. Even when you think about a company, you work at a co How often is there the same group of people at a company for its duration? Very right, little. Yeah. I mean, you think about it, someone's individual journey going to that company and working there and leaving. Mm. Whereas back you know, in the day when you used to have a family farm, those people would would stay, wouldn't they? Right. They'd stay yeah. around and someone would leave yeah. or, or and then... You know that is that's a that's a group effort too. But yeah. family farms weren't so huge as they were nowadays. People would go out and have their own farms and things like that. And yeah. there were single farmers working land and things like that. They look at the gold mining era. Yeah, it was single guys going out, single guys and girls going out and uh, finding gold, finding stuff. Yeah, but then you know, a the, 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 fur, the furs they weren't working together. They were trapping. Trapping was all done alone and stuff. And that's yeah, a huge then, part of human history. But then a young maiden rolls into the saloon, and then a couple mm -hmm. drinks later, you, you know what's happening. Well, I'd, I'd say, as a controversial opinion here, I'd say you, as a man, fail mm. the Bechtel test for the vision of your life. Oh my gosh. Are you, are you aware of the Bechtel test? I'm not, no. Yeah, Please. Be uh, um, Bechtel is a writer. 
and right. she uh, d- did quite a bit of work on she I, she's still alive, um, but she did a lot of work on uh, women in stories. And okay. she said a story fails the Bechtel test if there's a few like rules. It's like this checklist that you check and balance to figure out if it fails. But for the most part, what it is is if a woman's involvement in a story only has to do with uh, her man. Mm. The story fails the Bechtel test. It doesn't represent women as full characters. It represents them as uh, sexual objects is what a lot of people would say. But I would say it just represents them as secondary characters as well, just not full humans. So I would say you have a hard time seeing your life in the areas where you're not with friends and people and stuff without a mate. Yeah. Although I Dr. House, cold Uh, read you. I've been housed. Gotcha. I got inside your head. No, I, I did. was. I criminal but profiled I, you. But I and like. That's why Ben <laughs> killed John Benet Ramsey. Arrest him, Colonel. No, that's not true. I would never. I would never. I would never have well, done that. You weren't alive. I don't think. Oh, you were alive. You wouldn't have been. Yeah, old I was just doing. Yeah, I was a, f- a five at the time. Uh, but I like. Who better to get inside the minds of another five-year-old? <laughs> she was six. Send one of their own after her. She would have had at least four pounds on me. Uh, <laughs> but my f- my favorite director, as as I told you last time, is David Lynch, and he uses women as you know mere pawns in a, a man's sexual game. That's that's mm-hmm. pretty much women's only role, and I like that in films. I like kind of what because I, obviously I understand the uh, the feminist argument of oh you know women should be properly fleshed out, but that's if a director is aiming What's for that? a man of the year award you know what i mean but but i agree with you that you can like david Lee, like the, the problem is when a lot of times too we're talking to people online if we're, if we're talking about podcasts a little bit and hating people sending you auto messages which are the bane of my f- existence mm. who likes that mm. what is that an auto yeah. dm oh, get out of here yeah mailing crazy. lists too do yeah. you think that's working i've got it, it so can't be surely can't be can't be it can't be who is that working on like, I just who I don't know. Anyway, there's this problem with analyzing all this stupid shit when you talk to somebody and they, they believe that if you can find a negative argument, then somehow, you know, you can find a feminist argument, you can find a, a, a racially charged argument, you can find all these things, that, that that means another interpretation of the film where it doesn't have that argument yeah. is not valid. Right. Well, of course it's not. Yeah. It just means it's another way to interpret it. You can still enjoy it for right. that element of it, of, of, you know, for maybe David Lynch, his experiences with he's trying to express to you in that experience that that's who that woman was. She wasn't any more or any less. Right, like it exactly. would be odd yeah. if he was being controlled by all these women and they were sort of running his life and like, he, you know, these obsessions with these women and then it was like, before I go, let me tell you about my bowling league for 20 minutes. I actually really like bowling. Like, she doesn't have to be a flesh out character. It's, it, it might not work. Yeah, that so, says... So, a problem with... To- that says its own, you know, that's the message. The women, message is the, she's not a full person. Yeah. yeah, because people don't understand that films aren't real life. Like if David Lynch makes a, a world where women are just sex objects, then that's maybe the point. Right, right, that he made that choice and he's allowed to make that. Like, well, we, we I, I don't know if you heard my episode with Jody B, who is a podcaster that um sort of started to rail on me on Twitter. A lady? I did listen I to, to one where a lady was in it. I, I don't remember. Uh, Sorry, no, this was on. a man. This was a man. One of my few Jody male guests. Jody is a Jody man? B. Yeah, and it's a great episode if you want to listen to it about Jody the internet and people name? thinking... Sure. Yeah, it's a man named in America. Jody would be a man's name in America. It's a, pretty, it's a unisex name here. I don't know about that, um, Jody. Sorry, yeah, go on. He was <laughs> railing on you. Well, And so... Uh, no, no, no. I like our cultural differences. And so I sort of said, you know, 
I go on these shows to be interesting. And it's not, it is me, but the point of the show is like that I'm creating a funny version mm. of the way I think about stuff. Right. And, and you know, Jody admitted, it's a great episode, Jody admitted he takes his frustration out online. And as far as I can tell with the internet, it's mostly bullshit. Except for the few people, like you and I, who managed to meet each other. Like, do you listen to most guest spots on podcasts? They don't even, they're not even like themselves with the other people. Yeah, right, right. It's weird. Uh, the whole point of me do doing this, because this podcast is ultimately pointless, but uh, <laughs> I, I only do the podcast as like a, 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 a time capsule of like, uh, how I, so I can remind myself how I interact with humans in <laughs> 30 years when all my friends have left me. I'm like, oh, this is how I used, how I used to speak to people. So I'll I'll, I'll do a little bit of, of my journalistic work here. I'll push this to you. So in okay. in in my 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 podcast documentary, small podcasts to voice of the internet. One of the original points of it was my conclusion about podcasts and good podcasts that were amateurish was that you know you have someone like me who's trying to replicate radio and stand up. And I, I don't really represent right. what I think is can be great about podcasts. And even you and I interacting, like, you probably won't get, unless you and I hung out, which you would get a real version of it, of, like, me and what I, and, like, the deepness and things like that, which, because I don't right. think that's really what I When you talk about your do. pets dying. When I talk about my pets dying, the real fun stuff. Um, that's when you, I really get to know you. You know, I could tell that, too, is that you really got to know me when I talked about my pets dying. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, my point is to come on here and sort of be a version of a, a, a stand-up or something like that, and you're being real, and we're and it's a gen, it's a more genuine version. It's a more genuine version than other people. But for me, my like conclusion so. was that podcasts like yours and podcasts that I like and podcasts that are like, um, you know, my 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 favorite podcasts like TNB and Almost Educational. These are podcasts that no one will ever hear of. In a, in, a, in a grander scale or Nerds Without Pants is another one it is just people talking and even though they uh, some of them have a professional dial, desire like Nerds Without Pants they have a des desire to be professional the real joy of it is that they're being real people um, and that my conclusion was that y you, will, you could never make a computer that beat the Turing test because of the existence of podcasts because there would be out there these very mm. genuine recordings of humans forever in the machines that it would be so evident right. that the computer was not real. Mm. Um, yeah, I see. I see what you're saying. Could a computer ever make this episode? No way. And they're Probably not even not. close. People try right. and make it seem like computers are close. They are so far. They're so far. And it's like they try yeah. and make it like they're. I hear the word AI getting thrown around a lot. Like it's real. Like it's mm. not real. Same with virtual reality. It's like it's not real really yet. It's not. It's not that real. <laughs> Stop saying it no. like it's working. Although, have you seen those dolls that they're trialing in China where old incels uh, them all day? They look pretty real to me. To, to who them all day? Old incels in China. Oh, I'm just learning about the the, the word incel. Yeah, it sounds it's yeah, it's it's an odd word. I, I haven't made a full assessment of it yet. It's it's got yeah. I don't know. I don't know quite where the word comes from. But it's it, for the folks at home. Incels are like uh, men who are angry at the world because they can't find a, a no. woman to like them. See, see, that's not what it is at all. I was corrected by it. That's what I thought it was when I looked it up. When I googled it. Oh. That's what I found. And, and then somebody it, who and told what is me. It really? It's it's the idea that you believe that sex is an inherent human right. And so when you're not getting sex, yes, you are frustrated in the same way that. People get frustrated when they don't have like water. 
And so there right. are a lot of like killers out there who were incels. Is that is that how they define it? Right. I actually met a girl who identified as the female version of incel, which I also have really? forgotten the word of. Was she um, attractive? Not for me to say. I think it weakens the, the argument of talking about her. Uh, either way, okay, for but me I think to even the answer. audience can make up their own mind. I think that I'm being more mysterious than the audience can make up their own mind. I think it, me answering ruins the whole point of it. I think I've already made up my mind. Let's say she's very hot. Does that make it you? Does that make you happy? Well, what is my hot? I haven't told you what my weird fetishes are. What yeah, if, you, you like know? like unshaven chimps, yeah. basically. Yeah, she was an unshaven chimp. <laughs> well, there you go, right up uh, your street. But 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 uh, uh, yeah. So they they believe that, but it makes them quite frustrated in a lot of ways. Yeah. So, so it's a di- uh, like, I also, uh, it's too much to get, we don't have enough time for me to get into the idea of, of sex dolls and things like that. Looking real is not human intelligence, because there's people right. that are definitely humans and suck that don't really look like humans, you know? That don't, or, or people are that are- humans, but that suck at it. That, that suck at it and they're terrible. I've had people, what we call the Mike Fallick answer to the Turing test, where people on social media respond like computers, even though we know for a fact they are humans. I see. Um, I wouldn't know what a computer would say. Would it just ask for my chip and pen or something? <laughs> hey, how's it going? Put put your card in the other way. Wait until the light is green, then enter your pin. I hope my love life never devolves into that. <laughs> I hope I find a nice human lady. Do you care? That's the other part. Is that like, do you really care if they're a robot? I would not care if the person I fell in love with was a robot. Even if, and then not that whole her scenario. I don't care that I wouldn't, who cares if they're a robot if I'm in love with them? What does it matter? I really don't know. If, re- if they're a realistic, yeah, if I get to the point of falling in love. No, the, sorry, the issue sorry, be, I gotta cut that off right there. It doesn't matter if they're realistic. That's not what it matters to me. If they're a no, thing. No, no, but I was going to say, I think they would have to be realistic for me to fall in love with them in the first place. Because otherwise there would be that inherent, like, she would just be f***ing my best friend if if he had bought her instead of me. How is that any different than circumstance and happenstance and things like that? Well, that would stop me, in, in exactly, in the real world, that would stop me from falling in love with the Or it would put blockades in what front if there's, of What if, like, us. you know, the genetic possibilities, right? What if there's an exact copy of the girl personality and raised wise in, let's say, another English-speaking country, Australia, and there's the exact, you fall right. in love with this girl and your love is your wife, and but then there's an exact version of her in Australia. And let's say there's an exact version of you, uh, some sort of copy also in Australia, but he never meets her and that girl finds some other girl. But statistically- How's he doing? Is he happy? No, oh, they're both happy. But statistically, she would oh, be f***ing him if they had only met. I mean, I don't understand how machine, that idea of falling in love with the robot because it's programmed is any different than happenstance and circumstance and things like, and chance and fate and, and, you know. It would be, yeah, but what you're doing, Mike, is you're making a logical argument for what is, you know, love is, is comes from the gut, I feel like. Mm-hmm. The flora be, and fauna in the gut? Yeah, it'll be my, it'll be my male- guts, you know, blood and guts taking over, and my ego would tell me that, uh, you know, if, if, if she's programmed to just love any old then there's another lady out there for me. Hmm. I don't know. I don't think it's as cut and dry, though, is what I'm saying. That's my job always, is to say, is it so cut and dry? No. Love is not cut and dry. Robot love, I'm talking specifically about. Maybe, maybe your robot cut and dries fabric. Yeah, maybe you have to dry the robot every- Yeah, what if you spill a drink on your robot, then suddenly- Yeah, what if you get in a car accident with your love? 
Oh, jeez. So complicated. We haven't quite thought through this AI stuff at all yet. Well, it's not it's real at lot. all. People always have this, tech this technology fetish that I think is going on that isn't about fucking robots. And it's like, it's going so well. You were so sticking well up for technology a minute ago. I'm sticking up for the human heart making anything real. I'm saying that people are always like, oh, technology's doing such a good job. It's doing just as good a job as it's always done. It's not right. doing any better now than it's ever done before. F you and your computer. F everyone. F your stupid uh, uh, goddamn. I just went to Apple and they replaced my iPhone battery and they made it sound like I was having a surgery. It's, it's ridiculous. Mm. It's crazy. Like, oh, well, your battery's not doing well. We're going to try a battery removal. It doesn't always work. It's like, shut, just do it. Just fucking throw it. Why is it that my mechanic, I'll take my car to the mechanic and he'll be like, yeah, I'm going to just try taking out the entire fender and seeing what happens and maybe it falls off again. And yet, the people with my iPhone are like, it'll be okay. We have a lost consulta a grief consultation person to come after you after. It's like, just take the battery out. Just shove it in and take yeah. the battery out. It's like ridiculous. Oh my God. Like, I. I I can't stand it. It's not. It's, people think we're in this golden age of technology. It's always worked as well as it has ever worked. It's so crazy. But we're better at we're better at solving like diseases and shit, right? We're always getting better at that. But don't. Right. But people make it. They use words like AI and virtual reality as if it's so good. As if they we're just so smart nowadays. Like it's fucking Minority Report. Mm. It's, it's working just as good as it's been before. Well, look. If the I don't. If the listeners are are, uh, are still listening and they're they're thinking, yeah, of course, damn it, this this Mike Fallick is is hardened. He's never gonna find love. Never. I find just love. like to, I just like to reassure you that this, uh, as Mike said a minute ago, is him. You know, making funny content, and in his real life, he'll be getting off Skype in five minutes and writing a love letter to his significant four ladies in his life. Yeah, of course, all all nine of them. Oh, but what I, I assume what, that I assume that there's more than one, which is why you didn't want to say whether you were single or not. Right. Just, uh, well, why entrap myself? So the, exactly. the point is, is with all these fucking things, with all your opinions and getting to know yourself and things like, and you getting to know yourself, you know, mm. with your dating journey, is that what you say and what you you think and 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 what you, what you the little experiments you have in life, they're not who you truly are. You can say something that's funny. And it doesn't have to necessarily be you. You're not going to stand in front of, you know, at the end of the day, let's say that there's like a, a, a God scenario where you're getting judged, a Christian God scenario where you get judged at the end of your mm. life. God wouldn't be confused over, well, why did you say that you think technology is yeah. stupid when in reality you really like technology? He gets jokes. Mm. An omniscient being that understands you fully would understand jokes and premises and entertainment and thought experiments as opposed to like, you can't, you know, experiment normally. I don't know what's going on with people. Yeah, I feel like when I get up to the pearly gates and he reads out my lists, list of uh, offensive jokes, I'll be able to point at him and be like, oh yeah, but come on. You know you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Just get with it. That, you know that was funny. Yeah. It was pretty funny. Yeah, yeah. Because he put the f***ing idea in my head. Oh, wow. Now we're really getting into the, 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 the are we just a time, are we just a ticking time clock? Are we just little cuckoo clocks? That is I all. Hope not. Well, you hope I not. Would, well, I hope. I would. I've often wrestled with this because of, someone to, told me about the business of, um, you know, when you die, they chop your head off and they keep it in a jar and pre yeah. preserve it in case they can bring you back to life one day. I forget yeah. what the. Do you, can you remember what it's called? Cryonics, cryogenics. Yeah. Cryogen. Yeah, cryogenic freezing, and. Um, yeah, and I think I probably would like to. I believe it was Christopher Hitchens that said, like, he, the only thing that he 
uh, he is saddened by about death is that the party will go on without him. Like, I don't want the party, like, all my kids are going to be running around and stuff, and I won't be able to talk to them. That'll trouble me a little bit. Are you kidding? Bit. That's the best part about dying. No, because you will feel like you're you're missing out. Oh my god, no. No one will annoy you. You're right, but also, no one. I feel like those annoyances you'll come to miss in death, <laughs> in nothingness. Probably. Probably, but I'll also be dead, which would be nice. Yeah, but also, I don't want to be sitting up in heaven just with nothing to do, just like... Oh, you haven't decided to be a ghost? I've already decided if it's an option to be a ghost. No, what I have a lot more vengeance to exact. Rubbish. What what vengeance do ghosts ever get? They open and shut a door. That's exactly the type of vengeance I want though. I don't really need to cause mass vengeance. Right. I want to cause the vengeance just which, which says people. which yeah, I want the vengeance that's like you know you didn't send that email. Mm. That's what I'm saying. Is is go, admit that you didn't send that email to that person. Right. I want the vengeance of the person who never picks up the phone. It's like oh, I'm just gonna keep ringing until you pick it up because you're lazy. I want that small amount of power. So that's you, what I want. Do you know how often all I do is email people? That's like you still haven't emailed me that thing. It's been two weeks. That's mostly my job. Is I have an idea and then I wait for people to fucking do it. So you and so I would like to like go and like Ebenezer Scrooge style. It's like, what is this apparition? What do you want with me? And I'm like, I am the ghost of email reminder pass. <laughs> get, get wake the f- up and email that person back. It's not that difficult. It's just a matter of checking to see if that file is formatted. Just do it now. Your computer's on. You were just watching the the live action Scooby Doo. Get I'm Jacob Marley, your old business partner who died because you forgot to email me back. Oh yeah, that would be a good twist. So, so yeah, you're waiting. The movie ends there. So you're waiting for the sweet release of death to stop being annoyed by people, and also mm-hmm. so that you can become annoying. Yes, because that's, that's all ghosts can do. You're right. You'd rather mm. be a, a, a revenant or a vampire or a zombie if you really want to do damage to people yeah. as an undead yeah. creature. Ghosts are the stuff that I am annoyed by. You know. Right. Stop saying think, that it, think... tax isn't included. That's not a thing. A tax is just something you have to pay. Stop telling me about it. Why do I need to know about it? Stop saying like, oh yeah, and with tax. I'm the ghost of putting prices on You have to pay taxes. Stop telling, I also don't put like, oh, it's $9.95 plus the heating bill. That's your fucking business. Yeah. Okay, I get you. I think I'm going to take my chances in heaven and see, you know, because even if it's, even if it's boring up there, I think, you know, the Beatles will be up there. There's going to be a lot of people there. It's going to suck. Yeah, but there's a lot of people on this. The best it can be is an okay birthday party for somebody you don't know. Mm. Which who wants? But I would just like to. Yeah, but if God is listening, Mm -hmm. I'd just like to say up front that 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 is my preference, please. Heaven. You don't want to fight God. You're not of that man complex. No, I think I'll just take my seat in heaven. Thank you. Challenge the gods themselves. You're not into that whole thing. No, not at all. To be greater than the heavens above. No, I'll ju- I just want a comfy chair. Oh, you're so much. worried uh, God is listening. Did you at God when you tweeted out this episode? Is that what's no, going on would, here? No, but maybe this is maybe this would be a good way to close the podcast is just give a, a big old shout out to our Lord and Savior, uh, God. I don't want to narrow yeah. it down to Jesus. It could be any, you know. Ooh, ooh, don't even say that name. We'll bleep that out. Yeah, exactly. It could be Muhammad. It could be. A, well, don't even do that. So just say God. And it, hopefully the ambiguousness of it. He knows she. They know who they are. Yeah. Or them. Them. Yeah, them. Them yes. knows who's they amps. Sorry about that, uh, Lord. Yeah. Yeah. They know. But they uh, know. We, 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 were we talking about Jesus? Maybe. Yeah. 
Or it was a joke. Aha, of course you're not Jesus. Yeah, but basically just, you know, see you soon. Uh, hugs and kisses from, from Ben. <laughs> Between my wanting fan. to be a ghost and your wanting a seat in heaven and people on the internet being stupid, and everyone's going to think that we're going to kill ourselves. <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't think many people are going to listen to this and understand what the f*** we're talking about. Probably not. Except for God. God loved this episode. Anyway, we've had, another, we've had another lovely conversation. How about that? So we are pals, after all. We are pals. I think we're pals. I think you're pals than a lot of the other podcasts I've been on. I think we yeah. talk. I think we relate. Yeah. We relate more. We're more open with each other. Yeah, so I think you're getting closer to friend. You're still colleague now, which is what I think you want. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's why I apologized for having to cancel the other day. Yeah, I'm a real podcast. This is another great conversation. Yeah. yeah, and there'll be plenty more to come. Am I going to come on your podcast? You think? I think as soon as we're done here, we're going to do the little segment, right? Oh, uh, that you'll oh, yeah. be able to hear on Hack Thought Podcast. Oh, re- that's right. That's right. Okay, so if you want to hear our segment, go over to Hack Thought. I'll be I'll be tweeting it out. Yeah, we'll uh, be tweeting is a lot. It at, at Hack Thought Podcast. Uh, there is an account just so people can find it if they ever look it up, but it's 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 not as active. There's a little bit of exclusive content on the Hack Thought just, Twitter. Just, but just Google Hack Thought Podcast. It'll, and it'll you'll come find it. whatever you're listening to podcasts on. Just search Hack Thought Podcast. Yeah, but until then, but until then, I've been, uh, you know, Ben Roberts, the headband warrior. I forgot to do my little intro at the start, so I'll just do it now. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Hoopers Podcast. Uh, I'm the headband warrior, Ben Roberts, and the, you have been... Mike, Mike Fallick. Fallick. Yeah. Great stuff. So, goodbye, folks at home. Bye-bye. I'm all alone every night How I moan and how I fight Those big city blues I walk for miles Place to place, but no one smiles to help me chase those big.